with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Yes, a very good evening and welcome into Full Time with myself here, Martin Quilty. Hard to believe we are on the 26th of June already. The month is nearly gone. We'll be heading into July very soon. But one thing that's not gone, and that is the sport. It's still around, albeit quite on the live front last weekend. But still, that is certainly going to pick up over the next couple of weekends. Right, we have a busy schedule ahead. We are going to be discussing the players' protest over the last weekend. And we'll be chatting to nine-time All-Star and former Wexford Camogie player Kate Kelly who is also part of the GPA executive will be having a chat to Perry Williams in part two who is the PRO for Kilkenny Athletics Anya Fahey will be coming in to join me in studio to discuss all things Camogie from last weekend we'll have a sports roundup and to finish it off we will announce the Kilkenny Electric Player of the Week but as I said I have royalty on the line and she is royalty because with nine All-Stars a former Wexford player several All-Irelands to her name and she is now the GPA Welfare and Engagement Officer with the GPA Kate Kelly is joining me on the line Kate how are you this evening? Good Martin thanks very much and you? Ah sure cannot complain at all at all thank you very much Um, Right I suppose let's get into it Uh, the protest that was going on at the weekend there was a statement that was brought out last week by the GPA in relation to a charter that was uh, supposedly not in place for the girls for 2024 etc and the girls wanted to highlight this in a certain way and they felt that the way they done it at the weekend was the way to go so you might give us a bit of background of what is going on in terms of the statement that was coming out and the process that was going on at the weekend um okay well i suppose you could say it's basically a frustration of the female players you know boiling over that they're not getting response and being heard um really they're calling on the three associations maybe to sit down and you know look at a pathway or look at some way of coming up with creative solutions to kind of look after and help and you know um make it a, like a, a you know an experience that the best experience for our county players to have like that they have the welfare items all addressed like the physio, food and gear, S&C, access to doctors, like minimum kind of standards there that they can expect when they're playing for their county. And um, I suppose that's the the ask. It's not, you know, like girls don't really want to be doing this in the weeks and on the days of playing championship. But I suppose it just shows their positivity and, and, and unity towards trying to get some solutions and come up with some ideas on how we can move this forward, really. Okay, and I suppose for the listeners that are listening to us at the minute, the the player charter, there is one for the GAA, but am I not right in saying that there is actually a charter for the 2023 season for the Camogie that was signed by the county boards and the players' reps at the start of the year? Is that the issue that that's not going forward into 2024? No, the issue is that that's a voluntary charter and that there's nothing um, guaranteed in stone across every team. And I suppose it's maybe sitting down and making that like that some things are a minimum charter. Um, and it's really looking after really the vulnerable players as well, that in some counties those things are, I suppose, guaranteed and that they're always there. But in other counties that they're not always there. And it's just making sure that there's a minimum charter in place in every county and then what some counties might do above and beyond that is is entirely up to how they negotiate and what they're willing to do. But that I suppose on the ladies' side, that's very much a voluntary charter. It's not a minimum charter. 
I suppose on the men's side that is there as a there is a minimum standard there for every ca- county regardless of whether you're a Limerick hurler or Leitrim hurler or Leash hurler or I, I suppose and that and that's kind of what they're asking them to come to the table to discuss and to go through and try to come up with some solutions or a pathway um, to get you know to get these things in place Okay, well, looking at the, there's six pillars there, thereabouts for the the basics, which is physical support or DSNC performance support, which I'm assuming is performance analysis um, and sports psychology, etc. That way with it, facilities, uh, nutrition, expenses, and uh, gear as well, and they seem to be the the basics that some of the teams. But you might be able to tell us overall, does this affect many counties, Kate, in Ireland? Because we know talking to some of the county boards around that some of the counties boards are very good and most of this stuff is in place with a lot of teams but is there many counties around that this is actually affection when it comes or affecting I should say when it comes to the LGFA and the Camogie? Yeah I would say it affects a lot of the, the counties like um, a lot of them players would have to play for physio themselves and a certain amount of it they'll get covered maybe but if they're carrying an injury they have to look after the rest of it themselves and different things like that so on the whole you would say that maybe 20-30% uh, if it even is that high um, counties are looked after but on the whole it does affect most of the counties yeah and on the, the three associations themselves in relation to the statement there was um, engagement with the Camogie Association from what I can read with their statement that was put out as well but from what I can gather from their statement as well that there's further engagement that is due to take place over the next little while is that correct? Well that's that's what we're hoping will happen but I, I suppose what they're hoping is that the three associations will come together and start and meet with the GPA and that the four sit down with the players and the three and they start to look at the pathway, come up with creative solutions. I don't think the, the ladies are expecting all these things to be resolved overnight, but it is a pathway. Come up with the creative. They're willing to give back. Um, if they're not, you know, there, there's lots of ways that I suppose the GA is a kind of community organisation. The women are con- contributing as much as the men. And if you look at the GA in a sense, to me, on the grassroots, no one sees it as three separate organisations. They see it as one, and I suppose that's the way we're looking at players, uh, players out there representing their county. And uh, I suppose it's just how to move forward and start to bridge that gap and start to look after the girls in the same way. I suppose in these things I have to try and keep things balanced as well but when you look at the three organisations realistically they are separate currently at the minute until integration is finalised when it goes down that road and I suppose when you look at facilities I mean you were a player for so many years and when you have facilities wise there's very few places in Ireland that is actually Camogie or LGFA solely the the purpose is that they have their own space to go and train etc that they are at the behest of the GAA clubs and the goodwill from the GAA county boards or the GAA clubs to get facilities in so is this more like a structural issue with government to try and put infrastructure in for the likes of the Camogie and the LGFA Um, because in fairness and I said I have to be balanced on this without some of the GAA clubs or the GAA county boards around there wouldn't be facilities for the females themselves currently with the structures that's in place there Absolutely Martin and there's no denying that but 
if you look at every day club in the country and the same with the LGFA and the and the Camogie, I don't think it's necessarily saying that's just men and that's just women on any of them. Like it's a mix up of all of them. And if you go to the grassroots of the GA and in every hurling field, like parents are involved in the GA side, they're involved in the ladies side. And it's it's a call for integration. I think a lot of people are looking for integration and um and and like it is a basic ask for every family in the country really yeah well I suppose when you're looking at basic things I mean when you go to some of even the GEA clubs around when it comes to females and that and even the small little thing like loo paper in the toilets and that is very seldom in a lot of these places around so you know there there certainly is a lot of uh, things that could be improved on um, in relation to the, the protests and that going forward then Kate um, and with the GPA where do you see this going in the future um, or what does the membership of the GEA and I'm including the male counterparts in this as well to know where this goes forward etc are they behind the females or do we see an escalation of the males going out in support of the females over the next couple of weeks or months yeah well that could possibly happen like there's definitely a lot of um, lots of support from the male players and it will continue to be consulted with on any further escalation and I think it will continue to go on as the championship goes on and but you would, Martin, to be honest, you would hope that at some point that the three associations will just come together and, you know, start investigating or start looking at some kind of um, solution to this as opposed to letting the escalation measures um, heighten every week. Yeah. Um, it's not what the players want. The players want to be going out. They don't want to be, I suppose, focusing on having to do a protest before. Like, it is something that, like I was very moved by like they're con- they're concentrating and some teams are in knockout championship at the weekend Correct, yeah. possibly you know and they were coming together in the middle of the field they were willing to intertwine with the other teams sit on the ground for the 30 seconds or whatever it was to make a point and that's not the things they want to be concentrating on on the weeks of the of the um of their championship game but they're coming together to make that you know in solidarity to improve it and to make a point that like we need to be sitting down to discuss solutions yeah exactly well look we'll we'll look at this further um, in depth I suppose we'll have to keep an eye out as well I know you were in the engagement process uh, with Mary McAleese who's the chair of the integration uh, committee that's there as well um, and I know all of the, the stakeholders etc are all in the listening phase at the minute and we'll have to keep an eye on how things are going along in the next couple of weeks and um, no doubt hopefully fingers crossed etc that uh, everyone can come to an amicably solution uh, and get this sorted out as quickly as possible for everybody involved. Absolutely, Martin. And like anything as part of this integration process, I think they just have to keep moving on and keep, um, you know, like breaking it down little by little and resolving each issue. I don't think it's going to be done overnight. And if everyone thinks that integration is just going to be one big swoop and it's all integrated, I do think it very much is integration is going to be a process over the next number little by little and integrating it as they go along in order to achieve it and I think that's what the general public want like want and really strive for to see the three working together and that anyone that plays the sport are seen as a player and it's not a female or a male or they're treated any different and I think that's the way forward and I think 90% of our or maybe 100% of our membership are looking for that and are striving for that. 
well said. Kate Kelly, thanks a million for joining me on Full Time this evening. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on for the uh, the first time. We've been trying to get you on for the podcast, but just with your work, etc., and family uh, life at home, you've been busy out. So I really do appreciate you taking the time out to have a chat with us this evening and to give us uh, an insight of what's going on between the GPA and the organisations. And as we say, hopefully everyone will come together and see if we can sort this out as quickly as possible. Kate, enjoy the rest of your evening and thank you kindly for joining me this evening. Thank you, Martin. Okay, thanks. Perfect. Thanks a million. That was Kate Kelly there, as I said, nine-time All-Ireland winner, or nine-time All-Star winner with Wexford and multiple uh, All-Ireland winner there, Kate Kelly, GPA and Welfare and Engagement Officer with the GPA as well. Right, I have a quick break to take. When I come back, I'll be chatting with Perry Williams, PRO from Kilkenny Athletics, to discuss the 2023 Talton Games. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in a jiffy. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LahartzVolkswagen.ie. Oh, because, right, we are back. Things are progressing along very nicely at the minute. Right, uh, apologies about that. We are trying to get Perry Williams on the phone line, and I'm hoping that if the phone call goes through for me, that Perry Williams is going to be joining me right now on the line. Perry, how are you this evening? I'm fine, and yourself? Perfect. I am all good. Thank you very much. Nearly missed the phone call. I actually dialed Willie Quinlan by mistake. That'll tell you um, what way my head was going around today. But yes, thank you so much for joining me here on Full Time again this evening. We are going to be discussing all things athletics and the 2023 Talton Games took place at the weekend and you had many athletes that were taking part and you had a fairly successful haul as well. You might tell us about it. Yes, yeah, so the Talton Games are a very old set of games. Um, they were revived by the Gaelic Athletic Association in 1924 and contained a number of sports but they were subsequently revived then again in the 1980s by um, the then BLE or BLOE and the Irish Schools Association so now they are just athletic they just contain athletics as their only events and how it works really is that through the Irish school system you go from you know South Leinster Leinster and then on to the All-Ireland but the, win- the first three, or the first two in the case of the sprinting events, um, go through to the interprovincial competition, which is the Thalton Games. And from that, then they can qualify for the CAP International, which is a schools international between Ireland, England, Scotland and Wales. And it's for the intermediate category, which is roughly kids that are, you know, 15, 16 years of age. Um, so, yeah, so that's just a little bit about a background about it. So it's Really, it's, I suppose it's a unique competition because it's not like the All-Irelands where you have a chance to participate year in, year in. You really get one or two opportunities and most people, most athletes try and grasp that opportunity. So at the weekend then we had, yeah, we had good success. Pia Langton and Andrew Cooper um, both won their events. Andrew has been very, very prolific with his shot put success. And right through the school's competition, he's won the South Leinsters, the Leinsters, and um, the All-Irelands. Um, he's also won the Athletics Ireland competitions all the way through. Um, so, he's, yeah, he's, he's really, really a big contender and would be very much, I suppose, a contender for the international once he's selected. Um, then Pia, um, Pia has had um, good success through the school system. While she has been beaten in Athletics Ireland, she's still a very, very strong figure. Um, she's got her PB down to 212 this year, which is very good for a girl of her age. 
and she won the 800. Um, and, you know, after a good fight um, from um, from uh, Gemma Galvin um, of Clare, so she really put it up to Pia and Pia kind of really, she just drove ahead and put in the guts and the determination to win. Um, so, yeah, there, there are two gold medal winners. I suppose, um, Perry, just from the, the gold medal winners themselves and the athletes that is actually competing as well at the Talton Games, um, do you see any of these that's actually going then on to the next step and then on to the international levels then as well, which hopefully, I don't know if it's possible for next year for 2024, whether they're old enough yet or not, or whether you're looking down the lines of someone heading to the 2028 Olympics? Yeah, well, I suppose, look, Olympics is a bit far off at the moment and and I'm sure individually they have their own aspirations, but um, these are still school kids and they'll just climb each step of the ladder. Um, in, in terms of the CF, which is the more imminent goal, um, the usual qualification process is it's the top two from each event will be on the Irish team. So, look, unless something major happens, any, anyone who's first and second should be selected. There are occasions where somebody is not available. For example, there's a number of people who participated at the weekend who've already got European youth qualification standards. And because the competitions overlap, um, they, they did not, um, they won't be able to accept the offer um, of competing in CEP, which means it may go to the person who was third which is great. <laughs> um, in terms of, say, Pia and Andrew, so Pia and Andrew were first, so they're kind of automatic. And um, the second person then usually goes, and in terms of what we had in Kilkenny, we had um, Louis Raggett, um, who was second in the long jump. So he should be um, on the list of those who will go for for the international. So, yeah, we should have Andrew, Pia, and, um, and uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew, Pia, and uh, Louis Raggett going. Okay. I'm sorry, Molly Daly. Sorry, Molly Daly was also a silver medalist in the hurdles, so there's four of them that should be going. Okay, that's good. And when is the the next meet then for the the players that is or the the participants, I should say, and the athletes? Then when is the the next meet for them? Is it coming up anytime soon, or have they a little bit to to wait and a small little bit of time to get an extra bit of training done? Yeah, well, in terms of the school's competition and direct entry to the CIPs, that's it. So they'll be selected on the basis of the Salton Games last weekend. Um, in terms of other competitions, which will be the Athletics Ireland one, um, there is the Junior All-Irelands this weekend, the Junior and Under-23. Some of the athletes are a little young. Others are just on the very entry age of it. So that will really be up to their coaches as to whether they enter in the juniors or not. Um, then um, after that, then the All-Irelands are at three different dates in July. So the All-Ireland Athletics Ireland series. So yeah, you'll have all of those athletes will be participating in the All-Ireland. Okay. And where do those All-Ireland uh, competitions take place, Perry? Are they over three different weekends or do they all coincide the same weekend in three different venues? So they'll, be, they'll all be in Tullamore. So both the juniors and under-23s are on the same day and they're this Sunday. And then the 9th of the 8th, sorry, the 8th of July is going to be the um, first stage of the um, Athletics Ireland um, under 12 to under 19 age group. And then the next stage will be the 22nd and the 23rd again in Tullamore. So it's, it's, you know, two days that weekend. But, you know, some of people might be on just, you know, one day. Some people might be two and some people might be on three days. Really just depends on the events that they're going for. 
Okay, well, it's coming up close to them and we certainly wish everybody taking part in those events the very best of luck coming forward. I suppose further down the line then, uh, Perry, where does the season then start to wind down for yourselves or is it a continuation on for the full year and anybody that is listening to this programme then this evening, can they still enrol and get involved with yourselves through the athletics or is it too late now and they might have to wait until next season? I'm just going to step back, take a step back first before I answer those questions. Just to mention Chloe Lynch. Um, she also received a bronze medal in the pole vault. So while she doesn't go to the international, just to give her, you know, a credit for having achieved the bronze. Yeah, definitely. And then just to answer, just to answer your um, questions with regards to, um, you know, enrolment in the season ahead and winding down the season. I think the season's really only mounting up at this stage, you know, the best is yet to come. So, you know, on the domestic front, there's lots of competitions from now until the end of July. Um, the end of July this year, unusually late, is our national seniors, and that's the 30th and 31st of July. So they, that'll be kind of, I suppose, the end of the main championship season in Ireland. Um some of the older juveniles may participate in the seniors, um, but definitely you get the likes of, you know, your your um, Shea McAvoy, um, if they're if they're here, and uh, Kleena Manning and all of those, they will be going for the national seniors. Um, you will have um, some international competitions. Like I mean, there's so many diamond leagues and continental tours that if anybody is following athletics, um, just you know, log on to the Kilkenny Athletics. Uh, County Board Facebook page and we usually post the dates of the Diamond Leagues and if there's anything on and how you can get access to view them because there's some tremendous um, competition and if you haven't been inspired to do athletics just watching them will inspire you or your children or you know anybody who's, who's with you uh, at the time. Um, in terms of enrolment you can enrol in athletics at any stage you just go to your local club and register. Now just a word of caution that some of the clubs maybe winding down their juvenile members. So anyone who hasn't qualified for an All-Ireland or anybody who's in the younger age group category, say under 8s, 9s, 10s and 11s, um, they will possibly be finishing up training for the majority of clubs the end of June. Um, but there's no problem enrolling. It's just you come back training whenever it starts up for the winter season. Um, others, the older juveniles, um, look, it's never it's never too late to start. No, it certainly is never too late is right. Right, lots of competitions coming up over the next couple of weeks and months and no doubt we'll be keeping uh, a close eye uh, with Perry on how our local athletes are going in that and we wish them all the very best of luck in their competitions in the upcoming events ahead, near and not so far away as well over the next few weeks and months. Perry, as always, thanks a million for joining me here on Full Time this evening and giving us a run down on all our winners in the Talton uh, 2023 games over the weekend and informing us of the upcoming events that's coming for all of those competitors as well that is going forward on to the next stage and as I said we here and everybody in Kilkenny wish them all the very best of luck and we will be chatting to you again in the not so distant future Okay, thank you very much Perfect. Thanks a million for that. That was Perry Williams, the PRO from Kilkenny Athletics Board there. And we will have plenty more to discuss and chat about, including Camogie with Anya Farrell and the Sports Roundup. And don't forget, later on in the show, we'll be announcing the Kilkenny Electric Player of the Week as well. That's still all to come, but we have a quick break to take. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
full time on KCL Or. For thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartskoda.ie. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCL Or with Martin Quilty. Yes, welcome back to full time. We are 22 minutes away from seven o'clock if you're keeping an eye on the time whether you have meetings or maybe you're going to training and going it looks like it is a very nice evening outside there if you are doing that talk about games that is coming up at the weekend the Carlo Senior Hurling Championship Intermediate and the Junior Championship continues as well the Senior Championship Round 1 is getting underway on Wednesday evening coming the 28th of June and there is a match in Netwatch Cullen Park and it is going to be between Nave Mowling and Ballon Killen and that could certainly be an interesting affair there. Then on Friday evening, also at half past seven, also in Netwatch Colin Park as well, it's the meeting of Nave Owen and Mount Leinster Rangers. Now there is a mouth-watering prospect of a game to go and watch. And on in the training centre, in the uh, Netwatch training centre in Fenna, also at half past seven, it is Bagnellstown Gales versus Nave Breed. In the Intermediate Hurling Championship round one on Saturday the 1st of July, uh, the first name teams are at home these games are on at 6 o'clock it is going to be Nave Owen taking on Bagnellstown Gales and Mount Leinster Rangers at home to Nave Mowling and as I said the Junior Hurling Championship is currently underway and they were in round 4 these games also getting underway at 6 o'clock with the first name team at home and that is Carlo Town versus Nave Owen Nave Mowling versus Kildavon Clonigal Nave Breed versus Mount Leinster Rangers and Burren Rangers versus Ballon Killen and and in the Senior Football League Division 2 Shield Final on Tuesday the 27th, that is tomorrow evening, out in the Netwatch Training Centre in Fenna at 7.30. It is the meeting of Railyard versus Kildavan Clonigal, and that, as I say, has a 7.30 throw-in there. Right, we are waiting on Anya Farrell to join us in studio to discuss all things Camogie, but as you heard earlier on from Case Kelly, the GPA Welfare and Engagement Officer, she spoke to us about the protest that was going on and this happened throughout the weekend with all of the female inter-county players both at Camogie and LGFA and in games before the throw-in there was a protest that was held by all of the players in solidarity with one another in support of a charter that was coming down and I had a chat to Michelle Tien after the Kilkenny and Dublin game last Saturday evening and this is what Michelle had to say. Michelle Tien, um, I suppose... For people that wasn't here in Parnell Park, you could see that there was unity with strength in numbers between Kilkenny and Dublin before the national anthem. He all got together. He stood beside Dublin players. He didn't stand between the teams themselves. And before the game, I suppose, would you call it a mini protest of some sort? Tell us what was going on there. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I suppose it's just time that we're just sticking together. Like we're all in the same boat, whether we're Kilkenny, Dublin, Galway, whoever we are, we're all females in this same sport. So basically that was just showing that we're playing under protest and that we're basically calling on the associations to meet with players and discuss a charter for 2024 season. Okay, and what exactly is this charter in Ada? Because for people at home that is listening to it, what exactly are the players on about? What is the charter and what are the players themselves hoping going forward that they're going to get out of this? So it's just absolute minimum standards. So there's a charter in place for our male counterparts. That's why they have to have a physio, they have to have a doctor, SNC present at every training. 
on every game for pure player welfare and the likes of minimum expenses, food, just the absolute basics. But see, our charter is blank. So there's absolutely no kind of way that we can go back because we actually have no, we're not entitled to anything. Whereas our male counterparts can go back and say, well, here's basically the terms and conditions. These are the minimum standards. We have to at least, at minimum, um, meet these for player welfare. So we have absolutely nothing there. So we're just really pushing on a discussion. It's it's just been at the listening stages um, for the last 18 months. Um, We're just sick of it, to be honest. It seemed like it was great there when the motion was passed, but it just needs to get moving because we really... Like, we're paying to play, to be honest. And is this happening in every county in Ireland like are any of the players getting any of this do any of the county boards do it or is it just with some of the we'll say the lower tier counties that maybe it's happening to or is it actually the tier one counties like the likes of Kilkenny's Cork always etc no it's absolutely everywhere so we are blessed that we have a doctor through his own will that he's here with us our county board have made that their priority in fairness that there's a physio with us too but there's so many teams that don't have it. I know mead ladies but there's so many teams that don't have it um, and it's just not right like our intermediates would be a step down again and there's still about 36 of them do you know it's just it's absolutely everywhere there's no no standards so we're kind of hoping you're relying on the will of your county board or the goodwill of the people themselves the doctors and physios themselves but our county boards are under pressure they need that support behind them because it's not there Okay, and the GPA, I suppose, is you're a member of that now as well as the Kilkenny representative in that. Where do you see this going forward? What's the next steps in the progress? Because I know you had met with the Camogie Association about this a couple of weeks ago as well. So what's the next steps towards this charter going forward? And can you see it happening in the next little while? It's a discussion, to be honest. We're only asking like for a complete discussion to give us something back and to just put it on paper and, and to get it moving join with the GEA the, and the LGFA just to get moving and get something written down and have a discussion We saw the statement that was sent out by the, the GPA during the week as well, it looks like that the Camogie Association was really the only people of the three associations that actually sat down to have a discussion Witchy, can you just elaborate on that small bit? Yeah, so I know the LGFA haven't met yet, um, but again, the discussion that we did have with the Camogie Association, it doesn't seem to be much movement, so that's why we're protesting before matches, and we just want to be heard. Okay, and for this going forward, is this going to be for all the remainder of the championship matches? As long as it takes, hopefully not. Hopefully they just start listening, because nobody wants to do that before preparation um, for a big game, but we just knew every single woman that's playing needs to stick together and stand up for it because it's about time to be honest Michelle Tien thanks a million for having a chat to us thank you Martin there you go you heard it right from the horse's mouth and one of the players there as well and uh, there was a Robbie done a broadcast or an interview not a broadcast an interview um, with uh, the girl of the Nihayas from Carlo LGFA as well at the weekend um, so we hopefully will be able to uh, broadcast some of that as well we're going to delve a bit more into that topic as well on the Come On Kind podcast which will be out tomorrow evening as well so tune in for that right the dinner's ready text and whatsapp line is available I had a message in here earlier on to see is the text line working well I can't actually tell you because there's no text coming into me at the minute but if you want to get in contact with us here on the show you can do so through the text and WhatsApp or phone line or text line I should say and that is 083 306 9696 let me know your thoughts
thoughts about the protest over the weekend and with the female players any female players out there you don't have to put your name to anything we'd love to hear from you are you getting facilities are you getting bog standard basic requirements when it comes down to training etc whether that is in clubs are you put on a back pitch in your own club and somebody else is always on the main field, etc. We'd love to hear from you because you are the people listening. Let us know what you think. Um, as we said, the line is available. 83 Right. Anya's stuck in traffic. Wouldn't you just know it when you'd be expecting her to be here? She is stuck. But anyway, I'm going to do the sports roundup for the time being. And hopefully by the time this is done, she will be here with us in studio. So with soccer, starting with the SFII Irish team, they won the Celtic Cup in Scotland at the weekend. The team played three games. They won three, scored 11 goals and conceded only one in the course of the competition. And there was two players from Carlo involved on that and you can check out the scoreline.ie website and it'll give you all the details about that as well. In GAA, Bagnallstown Gales claimed the Division 3 All-Ireland Fela hurling title at the weekend, while uh, Limerick will face against face up against Galway on the 8th of July in the first of the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals. And the day after, on Sunday the 9th of July, it is going to be the meeting of Kilkenny and Clare. And tickets for that game go on sale at midday tomorrow. Just wanted to check my notes here so the game is on on the 9th of July and tickets will go on sale at midday tomorrow in Camogie news Carlo lost out to Wexford in round 3 of the Glen Dimplex Intermediate Camogie Championship the result means that Carlo finished bottom of their group and they will now face a relegation battle while also in Fela news on the Camogie front it was good news for two Kilkenny clubs with Dixborough and Tullaher they had success in the Fela competition Dixborough won the Division 1 Shield final while Tullaher won the Regional 1 Fela competition in golf, Leona Maguire finished tied 11th after a final round of three over par in the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, while in the men's event, uh, Parik Harrington uh, scored a blistering 63 to finish uh, the Dick's Sporting Goods Open as champion. He was fifth overnight, but the Dubliner gave himself a massive boost ahead of his defence of the US Senior Open, which takes place in Wisconsin this week. In rugby news, Kilkenny have announced that Gary Dunn has uh, as their club captain ahead of the 2023-2024 season. The 28-year-old is entering his 10th season playing with Kilkenny's J1 side and Rugby takes over from Jake MacDonald who has worn the captain's armband for the past three seasons and he is a product of the Kilkenny RFC Youth Cycle. Right, in Special Olympics, as you have heard here all day, the local athletes representing Team Ireland at the Special Olympics last week are back on home soil today with a medal tally of 76 in all coming back from Germany. Among those returning home is Kakeni native Margaret Turley, who was part of the gold medal winning basketball team. And in handball news, Jerry was very busy. That is Jerry Murphy sending me on all the results and it was a busy week as well. Uh, in the ladies, the junior singles winner was Amy Brennan from Clock, she won the All-Ireland title and in the intermediate singles runner-up was uh, Kieran 
uh, Mahan from a clock that should be in the men's event I'd say and not in the ladies but anyway in the men's the winner of the 035 BS anyone playing handball will understand what that is winner was Brendan Burke from Kells in the GMAS winner was Willie Holden from Kilfane minor singles runner up Noah Minogue from Lachlan's intermediate singles runner up Kyle Jordan from Kilfane and silver masters a runner up Oliver Ryan from Gary Hill so that brings us through the sports roundup and through uh, the what else have we have we anything else to go through there we don't but that is the handball news as well right Anya is I can see her pulling up outside we're going to have her back inside in the building and I will be back after this quick break don't go anywhere Full time on KCLOR, with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen Inkelkenny, LahardsVolkswagen.ie. Yes, welcome back into full time with myself, Martin Quilty. I have a text message that came into us via the WhatsApp line on 0833069696, and it reads: "Totally agree with the girls. Basic minimum required, but people need to get and support, get out and support the girls as well as need to start attending matches. Attendances are absolutely." Absolutely terrible at most games. So thank you very much to that texter. Right, Owen Carey is in the building. He'll be coming up with Fully Loaded from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Later on in the week, the bottom line with John Purcell will be on on Thursday just after the 6 o'clock news. And there's only one live game at the weekend and that is going to be the Glen Dimplex All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship Round 3 game uh, this Saturday at 6 o'clock with Kilkenny and Tipperary. And myself and Anya Farrell is going to be there and she joins me right now in studio to discuss how things are going from last weekend's victory over Dublin. Anya, how are you this evening? Yeah, great, Martin. Great, great. Right, we have to go nice and quickly with this because you got caught in traffic and yeah. I'm caught for time pressures, but give us a quick rundown on how the game go, or went, I should say. Kilkenny, first victory in the championship, mm-hmm. three fourteen to 11 points, victory over Dublin. Good win onto Tipperary at the weekend. Yeah, certainly. And you know what? I suppose there was probably a little bit of pressure going into that game and I think the girls knew that themselves. But, you know, to me, I think they gave definitely a lot better of a um, a lot better of a performance. What they did against Wexford, you know, when they got in some great scores in East Gaul, I think finished with 110 on the day. 1-9 or 110, yeah. yeah. Um, Aoife Prendergast also got an absolute, you know, great goal and her work rate is absolutely brilliant. Uh, but to me, uh, still a stalwarts and you know undoubtedly star performers on the day are Grace Welsh and Claire Phelan really man on that backline defence there you know what I think it looks well for them going in against Tipperary Tipperary are very very much on form team at the moment they are a great win against Wexford at the weekend as well and you know what they'll be going in they'll know that if they can get a victory they finish top of the group they should have enough done as it is to qualify but you just don't know when it comes down to the, the final games but it's another big massive game for Kilkenny Yeah there's lots of permutations that could potentially yeah. be involved in that, that we'll be having a chat about later on uh, while recording the podcast but I suppose scoring three goals Brian alluded to yeah. it the last day you know they conceded uh, tr- was it three goals? Three the pr- yeah against Wexford Yeah the last mm. you know and he said to himself you know at that level you can't really be conceding three goals at this mm-hmm. you know we shot out the shop today we weren't going to give away a goal yeah. against Dublin they didn't but I mean the second goal that they got Katie Nolan's blistering shot from the 20 metre line like yeah. it was a bullet there was no way the Dublin goalkeeper was going to stop that yeah no absolutely and you know what Kilkenny looked like they were really raw and there was no wastage in any of the ball in any of the ball that they're just distributing in and when the scores on they were taking it there was no messing about whereas you could nearly see that the last day they were maybe trying to overpass the ball 
ball and you know we spoke about it online on Saturday there that you know they just did the simple things right and you know it got some really really fantastic scores Asher McCarty probably had the, the score of the day really like it oh was that was unreal that one was yeah. yeah brilliant score for her so brings us on then to the weekend against mm-hmm. Tipperary um, a win will definitely guarantee them top yep. spot into the draw there's no guarantee they're going to go straight through to the semi-final yeah However, if it doesn't go down that way and a draw comes to being, a draw might do Kilkenny from mm-hmm. what I can think of the table. Yeah. If it goes the other way though and Tipperary win and you're waiting on then Wexford, Wexford and Dublin, Dublin to win, there's yeah. a possibility they may not qualify for the knockout stages. Can you see that a, re- a strong possibility? No, I think like we have to remember, I think Kilkenny are kind of now at the stage where they're still wounded. Like, yes, okay, they got a victory against Dublin at the weekend, but I think they are still hurting from the Wexford game and they know that, you know, they have to build back up the momentum of, you know, winning games if they're going to keep progressing. And I think, you know, certainly they'll be going out and I think they'll kind of want to maybe put a lot of people at ease because the fact that they, um, you know, they t- sometimes they don't really perform well in Nolan Park, but, you know, I think they're going to really come out with a bounce and, you know, Tipperary, Kilkenny, rivalry you can't beat it you certainly can't and actually Denise alluded to that fact about the Mm. the UPMC Nolan Park as well well as we said that is the big game coming up at the weekend it is round three of the senior championship from UPMC Nolan Park at six o'clock and myself and Anya will be there in attendance right one last thing to do this evening and this is the electric player of the week with thanks to Lahartz the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny and the winner is this week Denise Gall from Kilkenny Senior Camogie side well done Denise Denise's tally of 1-9 against Dublin at the weekend gave her team a much needed boost in their request to retain the O'Duffy Cup ahead of a crucial game at this weekend coming so keep an eye out on the socials for the player of the week follow the details online and you could be calling on Thursday we could be calling you even to give you €100 Euro in cash right that's it from myself here on full time this evening my thanks to everybody who was part of the show to Nicole and to Shannon outside who was always there helping out as well and until next Monday have a safe week we will chat to you on Saturday enjoy the week and Mr Carey is on the way Full time on KCLOR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny LaHartzVolkswagen.ie